Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better get them the heck up, get them going. It is Friday already on B&E, Show of the People. Off we go into your weekend. It will include a ton of baseball, some NBA Finals. We'll see how long that lasts after last night's Game 1. Might be a quick one. We will certainly debate and discuss. Also, uh, plenty of college football conversation. 91 days to the start of the college football season. The SEC leaders have made their decision on the schedule for 2024, and it's not what a lot of us had hoped for, but uh, might be just temporary. We'll dive into a lot of college football talk, the NFL in the offseason as well, where DeAndre Hopkins, maybe even Dalvin Cook are going to land uh, this summer. So we've got a lot to dive into to get you into your, your weekend. It's a June 2nd Friday here on BNA Texas Baseball. This afternoon we will preview and get you ready for the, SC, or the NCAA Baseball Tournament, Longhorns included, for the 62nd time they're into the bracket. That will begin this afternoon. We will uh, dive in there as well. So it's going to be a busy one. Appreciate you being there already to Friday on 104.9. Maybe 101.9 FM is where you're finding us. Could be AM 1260. And, of course, we're always streaming, making it easy to find us digitally. Take us wherever you go on your smartphone with our Horn app and your Horn app. Absolutely free and easy to use. Also on your smart speaker at home and work. And always, Mr. Godbolt. On uh, the website there, streaming live and local, also on the Twitch channel where you can watch the shows and see our uh, mugs on the cameras there as we get it going every single day. That's at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Should be a nice weekend coming up, but uh, you folks be careful out there. People in a hurry getting around, trying to get to places in June. Vacation time. Well, it's summertime. Summertime. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. Be happy and get yourself into uh, the heat of the, the late spring and summer in Austin, Texas. Yeah, weather looking good here this oh, yeah. weekend, but uh, maybe not in uh, on South Beach there. Coral Gables, where the Longhorns set to play. There is a chance for rain each day, but you know, kind of those passing spring storms or showers that will roll through. We'll get you an update on what's going on in Miami. Of course, that's where the Longhorns play at 1 o'clock today against the Raging Cajuns. Yeah, that looks like and, real rain. Yeah, we're going to talk next hour to our buddy Lee Sterling, uh, ParamountSports.com. We normally lean on Lee for uh, college football and pro football uh, picks during the season, but uh, Lee lives in Miami and he he goes to a lot of Texas or Miami baseball games. Big Miami baseball fan, 
Uh, so he'll get us a, an eyewitness weather account of what they're hearing there in Coral Gables, where the Longhorns are supposed to play some baseball today. Miami, of course, the top seed there. So we'll talk to Lee, also get his thoughts on the uh, the Nuggets and Heat last night, uh, which uh, really wasn't much of a game. Uh, let's get to those headlines. Let's start it with the uh, top news, get you caught up, and then we'll talk about it. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Yeah, we'll start in the NBA, game one of the finals, all Denver. In Denver last night, dominant from start to finish. The top seed, 104-93 in their first ever finals game. Another triple-double from the two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic, playing in his first finals game ever. Jokic finished with 27 points, 10 boards, 14 assists. His running mate, Jamal Murray, not bad either. He had 26 points and 10 assists. Game two will be Sunday night. College football, after all the conversation and conjecture, the SEC has made its decision on scheduling for the 2024 college football season. Commissioner Greg Sankey announced at the SEC spring meetings yesterday the league will stick with an eight-game model in 2024. There had been talk of a potential nine-game conference schedule. However, after a unanimous vote of league presidents and chancellors, the league will stick with eight games, at least for now, with Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference. According to Sankey, the move is not permanent. The league will continue to look at options each year. Uh, in addition to sticking with the eight-game schedule, the SEC officially announced that it is doing away with divisions for 2024, meaning uh, the two teams with the best records will play in the SEC championship game. The full 2024 schedule, including the Longhorns and Sooners, will be unveiled on June 14th, 12 days from now, in a primetime special on the SEC Network. To baseball, Longhorns set to begin playing the NCAA tournament, as we mentioned, for a record 62nd time. Second-seeded Horns facing the three-seed Louisiana in the Coral Gables Regional this afternoon. Ninth-ranked Miami Hurricanes with the top overall seed in the tournament host there, but head coach David Pierce's Horns will have their hands full with a squad from the Sunbelt Conference. Louisiana loves to run, put pressure on opposing defenses, and the running raging Cajuns are third in the country with 161 stolen bases on a whopping 218 attempts. They also play tremendous defense. They're fourth in the country in fielding percentage. They come in hot as well, unlike Texas. Of course, Horns went 0-2 at the Big 12 tournament. That game set for 1 o'clock today, 12.45 pregame live here on the Horn. All 64 tournament teams are in action on this Friday. 32 game ones. Big 12 action. Texas Tech will face UConn at 11 a.m. this morning in Gainesville. Uh, at 6 o'clock tonight, Oklahoma faces East Carolina. Oak State faces Oral Roberts in Stillwater. And West Virginia will meet Indiana. Then tonight at 8 o'clock, TCU faces Arizona in Fayetteville. And uh, way out west tonight, uh, Texas A&M will play the final game of the night. They'll play Cal State Fullerton in Palo Alto. Play at the Women's Softball World Series at the college level began yesterday in Oklahoma City. No surprise. Top-ranked Oklahoma top Stanford 2-0. The sophomore All-American Jordy Baugh tossed a five-hit shutout with 11 punch-outs. 57-1 now for the for the Sooners. They will look to win their 50th consecutive game when they face Tennessee tomorrow. Vols down to Alabama yesterday 10-5. In Major League Baseball, first place Rangers had a night off. They'll open a home series with Seattle tonight. Astros open their four-game weekend series with the third-place Angels with a 5-2 win. Alex Bregman and Jose Abreu each drove in two. Houston pitchers held Mike Trout and Shohei Otani to a combined one-for-eight night, just a single there. Round Rock Express top Sugarland 8-4 on a thirsty Thursday at Dell Diamond. Same two tonight on a Bud Light Fireworks Friday at the Double D. That's 7.05 tonight. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Here's a text that says, Jokic is a bad man. Yes, Nikola Jokic is quite the quite the player. We know that, but I think the world is getting to see him under a big spotlight in these playoffs, and it is uh, just every time just so dang impressive to watch that big guy maneuver and uh, orchestrate that offense. And Jamal Murray ain't bad either, by the way. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to give him 60 points and and not and take away his assist, or you're going to let him go ahead and just score 27 and let him have all kinds of assists last night. Yeah, I mean, 14. he had seven assists in the first quarter 
with five rebounds, a block shot, and was just devastating. If Bam Adebayo didn't show up, they would have lost by 30. That he would have lost by about 30, 40 points last night. That dude doesn't show up. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? The, and he the was other, hot. The other big play, great. Yeah, Bam was great, 26 points and 13 rebounds. We talk about how he's kind of Nikola Jokic light, kind of the same kind of player. Uh, you know, points, rebounds can assist as well. But uh, Jokic on a different level. And the two best players on the floor were playing for the for the Nuggets because as good as Adebayo was last night, Jamal Murray was phenomenal too. Those two are, are just tremendous, and it's why they're the uh, the favorites in this series. And they're physically imposing to the Miami. Miami's little compared to You're right about what that. Denver looks like on the well, court. Well, you were dead, dead spot on on the prediction that uh, the Nuggets would be too much. Ty, Ty and I both thought that the Heat could get the first jump, the early jump, both picked the Nuggets to win the series. Uh, but, man, uh, this was Im- really impressive. There was no rust. This team was ready to play. Michael Malone had that squad ready to go. I thought maybe the most impressive part of the, the, their performance was the defensive end of the floor where they held the, the Heat to, to, to 93 points. And this is the stat that really jumps out. And you watch the game. The Heat only attempted two free throws. They went to the foul line. Yeah, they shot a lot of threes. Twice. They, but they got, a lot of, they got a lot of really good shots. They just didn't hit the shots. Yeah, and you wonder they, if that's yeah, from fatigue. They looked tired. They looked a little, they looked a little worn out. Well, Jimmy, and, and Jokic wore them out early. In the first two quarters, they just they just stuck it to him early, and they just couldn't come. I, I don't know if it was well, and that's, the elevation or whatever, but it's something something was bugging them. Maybe a seven-game series was bugging them. But they looked in the second half, like I said, it could have been if, if, if Bam doesn't show up, that's a 40-point win. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I mean, if he, I'm not that he just didn't show I mean, if he wouldn't have had a game that he had, if he goes into the rest of the series and he has like 12 or 13 points, the rest of them, I don't think, physically can handle Denver at all. Yeah, Denver's a better team across the board, and uh, they showed that last night. The Heat, uh, again, only two free throws, meaning they're not aggressive. You're right, they settled for jump shots last night. But also, Denver does a good job of playing good defense without fouling. That's also a credit to them uh, with the fresh legs and the ability to stay in front of people. Uh, they were outstanding. It was just a totally balanced effort, and you're right, could have been a, a much I mean, the score of 11 points doesn't indicate how dominant. Wasn't at one time they were up 27? Oh, yeah. Were they up pretty? Yeah, yeah, they were, they were in full control of the basketball game. Uh, last night and never uh, felt awesome threatened. cover for me there though that's why I bought two points you so did I, I got it to eleven that's right. oh, I forgot about that yeah, the line was nine and uh, you, you did, did buy those two I points was so you sweating. pushed you I pushed was it sweating. yeah no, well, it felt like a win because yeah. at one time it was like ninety four to seventy yeah. or something oh, no, like that I mean I I almost turned it off and then they you know at the start of the fourth quarter they kind of went on a little bit like a seven zero run yep and it was and it was close I mean they were covering that they were at nine within like right. two, two minutes left so even if you had had them there that. It was close. It was close, but it was a it was a dominating performance. That's for sure. No doubt. Ty through the glass. Yeah, they they out the Heat outscored the Nuggets thirty to twenty in the fourth quarter. But other than that, the first three quarters were completely dominated by Denver. Uh, Going to have a hard time in this series. You're right. They don't really match up. Uh, Bio does, but uh, Jimmy Butler's got to be better than thirteen points, and uh, you got to you know get to the foul line more often and find something to penetrate that defense. And uh, yeah, if they're not hit. hitting from the outside, they're not getting to the rack against those guys. They were getting open shots, though. They I mean, did. Mac, they, had, they had open shots. Was right. Max Struess, like he was 0 for 5. 0 for 5. 0 for yeah. 5. He was, from 3. Yeah. He had open, they all had a bunch of open shots. Yeah, 0 for, he was uh, no points on 0 for 9 from 3, 0 for 10 from the floor, Max Struess. That's and, yeah, terrible. But when they missed sure. guys, they weren't getting any more rebounds. That was it. It, yeah, was, it was one and done uh, there's for a, rebounding. You know, and, by the way, they only got out-rebounded by two rebounds at the end. At the end, it must have been the fourth quarter. Must have been something because I was I was asleep by then. Yeah, I was or trying wise, to get wise to sleep. of you to go to sleep. Uh, but yeah, it was you know it's a well built Denver team. We talk about this. This might be the first of many runs to the NBA Finals for this group, uh, led by the 28 year old uh, star center who plays like a point guard and Jamal Murray. I mean, again, I've compared it to. 
to Shaq and Kobe. They're just when those two are together, there's not much you can do. I mean, you have the best player in the game, and then Jamal Murray is emerging as one of the best, you know, other players in the game. When you have two great players that play at that level, uh, it's it's really really hard to contend with. And when the offense is that efficient, uh, they they share the ball, they distribute. Yeah, and I thought Gordon was really physical yeah, last night. Points. I mean, he was he was defending, well, but Michael. he was getting he was getting his shot wherever he wanted to. But he had like twelve. 10 points in yeah, the first six, quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Setting the tone. Oh, and, he had 16 know, for the game, but in the first quarter, he just got off on Michael it. Porter Jr. with 14 points and 13 rebounds. I mean, they're, just, they're really well built. And, uh, you know, maybe to your point yesterday, being on, on, on you know, good prediction, the um, the Heat kind of knowing their their legs were not there after a seven-game series, kind of knowing that game two is not till Sunday, you know, they got to get one in Denver. They know that, and and they've been a good road team. But uh, that was not going to be it last night. And their role players didn't step up. Jimmy Butler didn't have a good game. Uh, it was just not going to be their night. And I'll say this: when you talk about the the plaudits to the uh, to the Denver Nuggets, to have uh, those two guys, right? Jamal Murray, twenty six points, ten assists, a triple double for Nikola Jokic with the fourteen assists. Um, you know, they're the only the last time two players in a, in a finals game on one team had twenty five or more points or ten or more assists. The 87 Showtime Lakers with Worthy and Magic. That's the last time a, a duo in a finals game put that score, score sheet on the, on, the, on the page. 25 or more points, double-digit assists. Uh, those two together are just lethal. And then the role players are strong. Jokic is just, I mean, you just don't know. What is the poison that you like to take? Do you want to get the points in your face or do you want to get the assists? He wasn't even trying to score in the first quarter. I, I know. I mean, he, he took one shot. I think he had he two had points. Three, he was three for three in the first quarter. Was he? He was, he was outstanding. Points. All right, more or on the first half. Sorry, game three, not yeah. Very... Two points in the first quarter. He only took one shot, I believe. But then he ended up being the leading scorer. In, I know at the end of the game. But the assist deal is, I mean, that, you're talking about the best passer in the game right now. It's, I mean, those those cuts. If you cut, you better be ready to get the ball. If you make a nice cut and you're open, you better have your head on a swivel. You'll get that ball upside your head with him because it's coming to you because he'll find you. He's one of the best passers in the world and has been and. Uh, Showing that skill last night. Uh, how about this for Jamal Murray? Don't forget about him. At 26, he's the second youngest player in the last 30 years with at least 25 points and 10 assists in a finals game. So these two are a handful, and they're they're announcing their presence to the basketball world that uh, this is probably not a one-year deal. Uh, they're going to be really, really good and tough to beat for a long time there in in uh, Denver. Uh, game one in the books. Game two is Sunday night, so a couple days off uh, in the mile high. Also, the breaking news yesterday after the unanimous vote, the eight we, we told you this is probably coming despite the objections many of us have, but the, uh, the eight-game schedule will be kept in place in the SEC at least for 2024, which, you know, as we've talked about a lot, Buck, the, you know, the idea of the one, the one rival seven conference game model, which is what they're going to go with, for year one, they can assure that Texas sure. plays Texas A&M. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna do it. They're going to see it. They're not going to like it. And then when A&M and Oklahoma, I mean, when, when Texas and Oklahoma get there, they're going to change it. As they so. said, it's open for change. But, you know, the big question will be moving forward, do they stick with this eight-game model and, uh, you, know, you know, build it that way? They, you know, Greg Sankey made it clear. Because remember, Greg Sankey went to Destin this week with a nine-point plan of why right. we should adopt the nine-game schedule. And I, he, I don't think he's going to stop advocating for that. No, but he'll get the, his way after next year. But in the end, they didn't have enough support. And obviously, a unanimous vote would tell you that it was stick where we're at. Sankey also alluded to the fact that uh, you know the the expedited schedule time. Remember that they've been working towards the 2025 year calendar year when the S, when the uh, Texas Longhorns and Oklahoma Sooners joined the conference. That obviously the the negotiations uh, between the conferences and of course Texas and their TV partners were able to get that to 2024 or to Texas and Oklahoma with their negotiations with the Big 12 uh, able to get themselves out a year early. 
Uh, Sankey talked about how that um, was just too quick to make this change to go from eight to nine. Uh, It'll eventually happen, I think. I believe uh, so. Uh, we'll get to find out the Longhorns' first ever college football schedule in the Southeastern Conference in 12 days. They're going to do that primetime special on the SEC Network. I assume it will include, you know it'll be Oklahoma in Dallas in October. But um, I mean, that, what, next year the Longhorns also play at Michigan. We know that, right? They're going to Ann Arbor. It's part of the deal, isn't it? Part of the deal. So that'll be a non-conference game in September. Uh, we know that the... But then you'll find out what other SEC teams the Longhorns will play. Oklahoma will be one. What are the seven others? I assume in this rotation thing, they'll, it'll include Texas A&M, probably in College Station in year one, which will be a uh, much-hyped game, have to, safe to say. And then beyond that, six other SEC contests will be uh, debuted in 12 days for the Longhorns. Obviously, the Horns currently focused on the 2023 college football season in the Big 12, their final in the Big 12 conference in the uh, quest for a Big 12 championship on the way out the door. But, uh, you know, they, the vote was the vote, and uh, we'll have to wait till next summer uh, to see if they change that for sure. 2025 and beyond. Because uh, that would be when they change it, right? They'll. I would think so. Yeah, the schedule will be debuted uh, for the next year, and then next summer these same meetings, they'll have the same conversation regarding 2025 yeah, and beyond. The, the other schools and the presidents get their way for one year, and then the emperor gets his way well, and then the Texas, following year. Well, remember, Texas and Oklahoma will get a vote at least the following year and can have some, some sway. Right. Then they'll have a lot, Well, I and, believe. But you know what? If they don't win and it stays at, at eight, you know, th- this is where the Longhorns have to learn which neighborhood they're playing in now. They don't That's get true. to run the roost, right? They don't get to run the conference as they have done, whether it was in the Southwest Conference or the SEC or, or the Big 12. Where the you know they're the most powerful brand, they're the most powerful voice, and they kind of tell everybody else what to do. That will obviously not be the case in the SEC. Texas will have a strong voice; they will have a uh, you know one of the one of the stronger you know presences. But at the same time, you know they're going to be just just another team uh, in that conference where Alabama swings a big hammer. Um, you know, Georgia, Georgia swings a huge hammer. Florida swings a huge hammer. I mean LSU. So, you know, you, that, that's what you're joining, right? And that's, I think that's what is good for college football. It's good for Texas to join and pl- play in a, in a like neighborhood with na- like teams to challenge you to be better in all sports and certainly football. But, yeah, you're not going to get to dictate to the uh, other 15 members. At least not the first year. Well, and probably you're just going to have to be more of a get-along guy. Have to what? be more of a get-along guy, Buck. Get-along guy? Yeah, man. Up in here? Come Up on in- now. You know, Texas, Texas, that's going to be tough for some Longhorn, you know, powerful people at Texas. But, it, again, Texas will still swing a big hammer. And some will argue over time the biggest. But at the same time, there's some big hammers in that conference. There's some big – by the way, speaking of big hammers, I don't know why we're speaking of big hammers, but uh, Nick Saban swings a bit, pretty big hammer when it comes to uh, his thoughts on college football. Saban is headed to Washington, D.C. to lobby for NIL changes. He's leaving Destin – to go to Florida, to uh, D.C. among a group of SEC coaches and administrators set to visit with lawmakers. Convoy is expected to vouch for federal regulation regarding name, image, and likeness because of the imbalance from, from state to state. So, big hammer. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, we, we don't want the federal government in, involved, but at the same time, if college football is not going to do it, somebody's got to get well, involved. Somebody's got to do something. And the NCAA is, is impotent and, and, and unwilling and unable to do much at this point. And that's why last week the NCAA was in Washington lobbying for federal assistance. And then one of the number one things the NCAA wanted was legal protection. Yeah. To where we can come in and enforce some rules that we have on the books and not get sued for it. And that's what has been happening. And we know that it ended up at the Supreme Court. And that's what led to this avalanche and this, this uh, 
you know, tidal wave of change is uh, they, no, they had no longer had legal standing and they were getting sued and, and losing uh, the NCAA. So that ongoing debate will be continuing. They're going to play football in 91 days or actually. Yeah, they're going to have to some, you know, the, the NCAA and not the NCAA, but college football itself and the universities, they really don't want to spend their their summers and falls in court. They really just don't want to. They want to play football. You know, they want to get to they want to get to the business of, of athletics and uh, allegedly academic. You know, there's What's academics that? involved. School? school. Yes, they have to play school, but they don't want to spend their time in court. Did, did Stetson Bennett in seven years have to play school at Georgia? He still doesn't have a degree. What the heck's that guy doing? Does he not really have a degree? Yeah. He's not done yet? That, and he was, at, he was at Georgia. Remember, he, he was transferred in from what, junior college? He was at Georgia, then went to junior college, then came back. He came back. So, but he had like six years to get it Maybe done. the curriculum is, is really special there. He's on the Ty, Ty Henderson plan. Hey, I wasn't playing football, and it took me almost that long. So Come on, get that degree. Get that degree. Get to work at your own pace. Just take you know? your time. Take your time, yeah. You can always go back. It's not a. That's not right. A, it's 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 a marathon, not a sprint, Ty. The deal but, is to get it. Doesn't say how long it takes you to get it, right? Yeah. Well, if you have kids in college like I do, you'd prefer it to be a sprint. Yes. And, yeah. Real. Let's sprint out of this. <laughs> Let's sprint out of this as fast as you can. Yes. Uh, you got you got four years of my money, then you're picking up the tab. There from you there. go. That's the way that's going to go. And uh, God bless my daughter. She's going to finish in three and a half years for crying out loud. She's not messing her, around. At least her undergrad. She's got. Uh, Continuing to go the uh, hey, I could go back. No, that's right. You you're can always go time. back. You're, you're gambling now. No, maybe I can. Maybe I can get a, need, a UT program somehow. If why I'm would you need? Why student. would you need further uh, education when you can gamble? You know what I'm saying? It's gamble. Let's take a shot. <laughs> maybe I can teach a class. Oh, oh gambling. No, no, oh economics my goodness. Class. Uh, by the way, thanks for the text that uh, the SEC commissioner Greg Sankey, among his comments yesterday, did pretty much confirm that the traditional rivals will be honored in 2024, and Texas will play at Texas A&M. In 2024, you can guarantee that is on the schedule. And there's the commissioner confirming so uh, that next year's schedule, when it's announced on June 14th, will include the Oklahoma game, a game at College Station. What we'll learn is the other six conference games for uh, And the year after that, they're going to get to having at least two rivals. I mean, I would think. I think they go to nine eventually. I really do. And they're going to make ESPN pay for it. And let's, let's not forget, this is a TV battle. This is this is the SEC trying to swing their stick, their hammer back at ESPN saying, look, and remember, if you look at the uh, the tote board with the U- with USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, their new package with Fox and their media rights based on that and their network will generate nearly a hundred million dollars in revenue for every Big Ten school. The SEC is sitting at about seventy five, right? That's twenty five million less. You don't think that the uh, SEC is going to want to leverage if they can to get more out of ESPN to uh, to add that ninth game? Say, hey, we'll add it, we'll go there, but that's 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 another game for everybody. So that's what um, five mil for everybody. You know, six. You know, that's that, that's another chunk of games for you. Pay for it. Uh, you'll be able to sell it and advertise it and put it out there. Uh, let's make this. Let's get us closer to where the Big Ten is. And don't you don't think for a second they're not going to use that that uh, that ninth game as leverage in the financial fight with ESPN. Okay, again, that's those are it's hard to call it a fight because that's your partner, that's your TV partner who's really, you know, propping this thing up. But. You are going to use every piece of leverage you can to be as uh, you know make as much money as you can. That's because it's not about education, Buck. It's about big time college football. Yes. Uh, let's not forget that. But uh, all right, Nick Saban off to DC. Longhorns will find out their schedule coming up uh, in about twelve days, as will everybody else. And we know the Longhorns will play in ninety-one days against the Rice Owls at DKR in twenty twenty-three. So does Nick want them to want the federal government to hold on to this for one year, and then once you once you get your division, say okay, now you guys can back up. 
We're going to hire a commissioner and a whole group of management folks and get out of it because once the federal government gets into it, you oh know, it's, it's going to be hard for them to say, wait a minute, we've done this for two years, now you want it back? I don't think so. We've made, we made some marks ourselves oh, in here. this is going to lead to you a know? lot oh, of Oh, it uh, is. It is. A lot of mess. All right, well, there's your uh, table set. NBA Finals, not much of a game in Game 1. Will it be a series? Um, as we mentioned, we'll talk to Lee Sterling. Coming up about 7-10 from Miami. Get some thoughts on this Texas-Miami regional and uh, the Miami Hurricanes and the weather on South Beach or near South Beach. Also, Lee will weigh in a little bit on that heat series with, uh, with, the, with the Nuggets. We have a Craig Way report this hour from Coral Gables, and we'll talk to you on the show of the people. Just getting warmed up and get you into your weekend. Friday. It's Bucky and Aaron. To June 20 and 23, it's a Friday on B&E, and it is uh, National Donut Day. That's right, National Donut Day, so get your favorite if you need that sugar rush. Very nice. Early in the morning. Get there. Our donuts, the topless donut shop that no longer exists. But It's happy birthday to my grandson, Brooks. Ooh. Brooksy! One of your seven grandchildren. Yes, my seven. Brooksy. It's three. A big old three. A big old three. You call him Brooksy? Can you I name, can you name them all right now? Uh, seven. <laughs> not that quick. I, what all I right, can, Nick Cannon, come I, on. I, I can do it. What I can do is the birthdays. That's yes. My, my kids' birthdays, I still have to. I have to look on the refrigerator or ask my wife to uh, look in her. My girlfriend gets so upset. I don't know her birthday because I go pick up her you prescriptions don't? from CVS sometimes. I know it's in August, but well, mine's in February because my dog Yogi's is on the same day. I don't know. I don't. You know your dog's birthday. birthday. <laughs> my wife's oh, birthday I, I is the same dog, day. I remember my dog's birthday too. September fourth. There we go. Yeah. I don't. We inherited our dog, so I don't know when my my late father-in-law got the dog and when the dog was born. We don't have, like, the birth certificate or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, but either way, uh, yes, happy birthday to your one of your grandchildren. And, yes. Uh, yes, yes, get yes. Some donuts. But, uh, and I wouldn't remember anyway today. E. I would, it would take me a while to get all the names right, even the seven right now. <laughs> you have now. a little notepad the right dwarf. there, you and Rod Babers. Go ahead and write them down. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll quiz you in an hour. I've got them in a, I, got, I do have them in another little pad back there that I keep with their names. Seriously, sometimes I mean I have a, do- a granddaughter named Ellis and, and Brooksy. You know, I mean I, there's there's a couple of them that take me a you know it, it takes a while to remember who they are. I don't no see Natalia's, them right? No no, no Natalia's. No, 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 okay, no. And plus last night the alarm goes off in my house, the smoke alarm goes off oh, at no. one o'clock in the morning. And it wasn't the little beep beep, it was the full blown was it carbon monoxide? I don't know what it was. I That's don't know what terrifying. it was. It's probably so I jump out. Of, of course, I'm, I jump out of the bed. Of course, there's a naked buck running around, and then cuts all the <laughs> lights on in the house. That wherever the neighborhood, if you just look through, look out, you're going to see naked black dude running around, full just frontal, full everything, whatever you want. <laughs> because I'm going into every room, because you don't know where the, the it's the whole alarm system. So I'm going in every room. I went in every room up into the attic, back down the steps. I did everything but go into the garage where the little puppy was. I'm like, dude, the house can burn down. I'm not waking that dude up. I, I, you said you were having some AC problems. I would maybe check with that because it could be, could car- be. carbon monoxide to do. Because I remember dude, how that I told is very interesting. You our, say our that our heater at our house, we we were living in like our, it was going off like maybe once a week, and it turns out that we were just getting like carbon monoxide poisoning, and I was having headaches for months because <laughs> that is very interesting. Our, I never went back to it sleep. Was leaking. I never so. went back to sleep. So I. Just laid you, in that's bed. very dangerous. So yeah, thank check you. That out. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Because I wouldn't even thought of that. I was just I was just looking for smoke and heat. 
course. And, you know, smelling for it, obviously. Yep. Uh, okay, so, um, well, I'm sorry that happened. That's, that's terrifying. Did you were able to go back to sleep? No, I never went back to sleep. I bet you. No, I just laid there and, you know. Because then you'd be, what's going on? Did I not find it or whatever? You'd be. Uh, no, and I was thinking, you know, sometimes when you get those things, sure. they, they give you that little beep. You know, it's in some room you never can oh, find it. Oh, that's the word. But this one was a full blown, eh, 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 like five of those. And then it just stopped. Yeah, well, that's, uh, Lisa went off. I don't who knows? Probably have to have somebody come check that just to make sure. But uh, that is a terrible way to be awoken and then try to crack the bed uh, for sure. But uh, busy Friday here on B&A National Donut. Ty, you're the donut guy probably. Do you have a favorite spot for donuts, like if you're craving? Shipley's. Ooh. Um, I call. had Shipley's like two days ago, actually. Uh, you know, a bag of donut holes and three <laughs> three kolaches. A bag? Oh, man. Joe Bag of Donuts. Joe, Joe Bag of Donuts himself. Glazed Donuts. It's the original. It's the original. So you get a bag of the donut holes. You don't, you don't mess yeah. around with jelly donuts and all that. No. Rigmarole. You don't do like, like chocolate on I top do of your like donut. like some cream in there. Really? Yes. Yeah, he likes I like the, what do you, yeah, the Boston creams on those are my favorite. If I eat donuts, that would be, you know, you got to have a little bit of that little pudding in there, maybe even some of that. Some uh, that Jello pudding? <laughs> no, the vanilla or pudding. Or that Jello pudding. Or even the whipped cream, wherever they put in there, wherever they get that in there. But uh, yeah, I'm in with that for sure. On National Donut Day. Hey, Longhorns, we'll find out their schedule in the SEC in, in uh, 12 days. We talked about it. Somebody asked, you know, we now, Greg Sankey confirmed that the schedule will include Texas A&M in year one in 2024, and it will be at Kyle Field. You know, but the, the interesting part, or the the uh, the reason Longhorn fans and Aggie fans will tune in in 12 days for that primetime special is, when will it be played? Is it going to be Thanksgiving? Will they put it back at the annual... Thanksgiving game is that something that they're considering? That would be really cool because we know the Oklahoma game typically is uh, you know that that Saturday in October, early October at the fair at Fair Park in Dallas during the State Fair of Texas. Would they uh, would they bring the Aggies in for Thanksgiving ish? Right, make it that Friday after Thanksgiving kind of thing, or even on Thanksgiving. That will be uh, interesting. That's what I don't know. In twelve days, are they going to announce you know the dates? I think they will, or maybe they'll just announce the opponents and where. I don't. Uh, know what's going to be, be given out, but do you th- would you like to see that game go back to its uh, traditional Absolutely. Thanksgiving spot? Oh, of course, yeah. And we'll ask Longhorn fans that too. Is that, after uh, supper, let's get it going. Oh yeah. Well, do you run it to cross with the Cowboys? Would you rather be the next day? On uh, uh, that Friday? Yeah, yeah. I was, it's... Like Longhorns are playing Texas Tech that night, Friday night, Black Friday night. It's been announced as a six thirty game on ABC. Uh, everybody's off and full, and you know, after more leftovers from the day before. Well, Cowboys during the day, Longhorns at night. That's how it used to be, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we'll put it out there to you. Would you rather be on the traditional Thanksgiving, Black Friday, or just that weekend? I mean, I'm still okay with it on that Friday too. Yeah, I think Friday. I kind of like Friday. I like uh, I like my NFL full bore on Thanksgiving. On, on yeah. Thanksgiving, and then, but you know, we're gonna because you know, for us, and this is not a complaint. Promise you. We'd we'd have to cover it, right? We have to be up here for pregame shows and all that kind of stuff. I mean, so selfishly, I'd prefer it to be on Friday uh, because on Thursday I like to be home with the family and big gathering and third turkey dinner and all that. If it's on the actual Thanksgiving, you and I and this whole station activates. And there's we'll no there's that. no Thanksgiving. We go to work and we don't have a Thanksgiving, which you know we can do it the next day. I get that, but at the same time. I used to love I it. As a Friday. coach, I used to love it on on Fridays because you'd have all those dudes over on Thursday. Ron McKelvey would be upstairs. Be drinking black coffee, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> be smoking Marlboros. <laughs> uh, this is Bucky likes him some cream-filled Long Johns. That All right, let untrue. me let me let me ask the show of the people and for you people. When Ty, when you talk about the carbon monoxide, you get that checked. I, you know, I have electric 
everything is electric. I don't have any gas, anything, no gas stove, no no tank out back. Is there is there a difference? Is that electric? Is that the same? I don't know. I'm not the person. You have gas, correct? I have a gas heater. Okay. That, that was the issue with me. We okay. don't know if air conditioning. So I don't. Has I have electric. Do. Everything I have is you know electric. Uh, really? Do I still have to worry about well, that? It could be like an exhaust leak from like the output of the air conditioner. Something yeah, like we that. have we have gas we, at our house. We have gas stove. I must be the only fool in America with just electric everything. We like the well, gas. Because gas, a gas leak's different than a carbon monoxide leak. Yeah, you can smell gas. You can't smell carbon monoxide. Exactly. That's I mean that's the silent killer, right? Yes. High blood pressure and carbon monoxide. These yes. silent killers because uh, yeah, you just go to sleep and you don't wake up. I mean that's. Uh, you see the terrible up stories dead. of whole wake up dead. Yeah, well, you don't. Whole families, uh, and that's why you need one of those carbon monoxide monitors, much like a smoke alarm. You have to have that. There you go, Ty. Sure. There's our donuts right there. Look at that, right in front of you. Yeah, CB Chris Bennett on Twitter, who's lives in Seattle, Washington, but is up this early, which means it's what four o'clock out there, listening into our program. Uh, he sent us the uh, the tweet of our donuts. So if you don't believe Bucky's account, no, there was a, a real topless deal, man. Topless uh, donut shop on National Donut Day back in the day when he was recruiting down in South Florida. I will. John re- Makovic was in there with me. <laughs> I will retweet this. How many times did you did you stop in there for a cup of coffee and some milk? I mean, if I was going out recruiting the next day in that area, it didn't matter. I mean, it was just like going to Starbucks. I would I would stop there. They had good coffee. It's killing two birds with one stone, right? Well, I mean, you get your early fix and you got your early fix. I mean, that's it. You're ready to go. I mean, you had to go talk to the sweet-looking guidance counselors that morning. You had to find out about the academics of the kids, you know. And they, you get there and they smell that place on you? Oh, no, man. You could, it was still it was a non-smoking deal where you'd go in. They had a good cup of coffee. They so had, it was essentially like, was it like a Denny's, but the waitresses were topless? Yeah, that's all it was. Okay, I'm about that. <laughs> I mean, and it wasn't. You couldn't get you couldn't Did get, you get like bacon and eggs. No, you couldn't get bacon and eggs. But it, it was wasn't donuts. They weren't like promiscuous. Wait, like they weren't like strippers. They no. were just no, dude. Just... They were strippers. Okay. <laughs> they were they were going from one job <laughs> to the next. Ourselves. They were strippers. Let me help you. They were going from one gig at night and then to the early mornings for coffee. That's what they were. Yes, they were strippers. There is no there is no but doubt. There was no act. It was just oh, purely, there's nothing they to were it. Just naked. Yeah, and they just gave you, you got coffee, and somebody would say. Would you like cream? I mean, there'd be somebody who would say that. They said that to John Magvick. Would you like cream? I said, oh, this is to my boss right here. <laughs> really? We got any cameras here? Back in the day, you couldn't now, you couldn't get do that, could you? No. I don't know. I, I don't know that that Would they find exist. out if Sark was in there, if he came with me or something? I mean, he would be, <laughs> it would be all over the place, huh? Um, I think the food and safety people would be in that place pretty quick nowadays. I don't think you can serve... I mean, I mean, you have topless like that, can you? It's just boobies. I mean, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> not, not just dipping them into the coffee or to the orange juice. They're just boobies. I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I, that would just be very odd because, you know, you're sitting around the diner with your cup of coffee. But the windows are blacked it, out. Yeah, that's you know you know that's the first thing the boss notices. Why are the, why is it, why are the windows all blacked out? Oh, it's the glare, coach. Because the kids would be standing at the windows, like looking, looking at the windows. <laughs> well, the kids, kids and the grown men would be oh, yeah. I don't want to go in there. Look at peep show. Uh, so weird. It's many, such a weird, many, weird concept. Many, many assistant coach had been in there for coffee. Believe me, I'm Charlie sure. Strong? Uh, sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's his home. That's his stomping grounds, isn't it? Uh, well, I not look, far away from St. Thomas Aquinas. Not far from St. Thomas Aquinas High School either. I, think, I would think for most. 
guys out recruiting, if you're going to stop to get a cup of coffee and a donut, why not? Why not stop there? Yeah. All right. Well, your thoughts. National Donut Day. Uh, we've got some BNE facts of the day coming up. Uh, we also have, we talked about this week Al Pacino fathering a child at twenty at twenty at eighty three years old with a twenty nine year old. I got a new fact on uh, what appears to be a fact on that story. We also have the NBA Finals last night. A record setting performance by uh, the duo of Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Get you some details on that. Uh, also, we'll get you. Uh, a live update from Miami, Florida. We're checking with our guy Lee Sterling next hour uh, down there from ParamountSports.com. Get a, get a forecast report on the weather for the Longhorns today in baseball, and he'll give us a scouting report of the Miami Hurricanes or the host there. He's seen 20 or 30 of their ball games this season. First, though, it's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Friday on the horn, BNE with you. It's uh, getting you in your weekend. Yeah, four day weeks are quick. You come off Memorial Day weekend. Here we are on uh, the 2nd of June. Lots to talk about. The SEC made it official yesterday. The leaders of that conference, eight games will be the conference schedule number in 20 and 24. We'll talk more about that coming up. Greg Sankey making it clear that this is for this, that coming season, but uh, the league will continue to look at options year by year potentially going to a nine-game conference schedule in the future. But 2024, the Longhorns first in that conference will be an eight-game conference schedule. It will include A&M, he confirmed, on top of the Oklahoma game. Uh, so we were asking the question, uh, if you're going to see that game, at least for the one year, would you want it to be on Thanksgiving Day or on that Thanksgiving weekend, early in the season or late? We'll take your thoughts on that. Also, NBA Finals last night, Buck, not really a, a much of a contest. The, uh, no, I, I think you you know I, you and Ty were right about it. I mean, I, when I think of Denver, I, I think of them as a – just a big group, but boy, they do play some pretty good defense. Um, Hemi Butler couldn't back anybody down because they would come to double him up, and they—I mean, they didn't—they didn't do it to the point where he could get an assist from it. They did it when he was on the dribble and made him pull up. And and the way they rotate their defense, you know, they're not the fastest group, either, but they're big, long armed, big, tall. Yeah, that is a big group on defense. Yeah, very strong. And I mean, they got some long guys. Well, some B&E facts of the day from Game One last night and from this series. I mean, these are you realize that the Heat shooting he does two free throws last night in that game. This is, I mean, this is not surprising that that's some type of record, but it's the fewest free throws attempted in a playoff game in NBA history. Like, uh, you know, not just the finals in a playoff game. Two free throws. Now, people are going to talk about referees. If you watch the game, they, the Nuggets just did a really good job of Ding up oh, the, yeah. uh, the Heat and not fouling, and the Heat settled for jump shots. And, um, you know, two attempts. And, and, by the way, not one of the Heat starters took, took a foul shot last night. The only two came from the guy off the bench. <laughs> and, they, and they weren't getting rebounds or getting fouled because they, were, they weren't getting any rebounds. That's an amazing number. Now, Nikola Jokic uh, just loading up the stat sheet again. Just the second player with a triple-double in his finals debut in the NBA. That's uh, Jason Kidd did that in 2002. Uh, also, the Nuggets won the game by 11 points. That's the largest win in a game one of the NBA finals since the Spurs in 1999. And we know that Spurs team went on. They were the last team to face an eight seed. And that was the New York Knickerbockers at the time, and the Spurs went on to win that series in five games. This one could go similar after what we saw last night. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but it bears repeating in our uh, you know, b &E facts of the day. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, second teammates, second pair, each have 25 points and 10 or more assists in an NBA Finals game since Magic and Worthy in 1987. 
and that's a mouthful, man. Magic and Worthy Showtime. Um, loading up the stat sheet back then, the uh, Murray-Jokic combination is lethal. And here's one for you, Buck. The Nikola Jokic, the second player in NBA history to lead both teams in outright points and assists in his finals debut. Last player to do it, Michael Jordan, 1991, in his finals debut with the Chicago Bulls. So this Nuggets team's got something special about it because uh, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are quite the duo on this national team. Yeah, they're, they're too big physically. They're too skilled. Yes. You can't stop them. Uh, and then if you can't score more than 93 points, you're going to have no chance in that. Mm-hmm. Hey, so this is, uh, I mentioned Al Pacino. According to uh, something called the Bro Bible. Who doesn't like that Twitter handle, Bro Bible? Al Pacino did demand a DNA test of his 29-year-old, now mother-to-be, to make sure that it was his. Demanded the DNA test. Because now that child is linked into the Al Pacino fortune. Yes. Which is what that young lady was out for after dating Mick Jagger, the hedge fund billionaire, and now Al Pacino at 29 years old. Let's just be a lesson to you, Jerry. He doesn't look, what was, how old is he? 83. He doesn't look 83, though. I saw a picture of them, too, them today. He looks like 65 to 70, I'd say. Oh, gosh. I don't know. He looks old to me. That's still... I mean, that's you, all 40 we, year difference. You grew, up, you grew up seeing him when he was yeah, young. Yeah, when he was man. young. I remember when he was Mike, young Michael Corleone. Yeah. Right out of the army. Babyface. Yeah, he's looking old to me. All right, we'll come back. We will uh, talk to Lee Sterling as we mentioned, ParamountSports.com live in Miami. Scouting report on the hurricanes and the weather report for uh, that area today with the Longhorns opening up play in the regional. Uh, details to come.